Chagigat of Yud Gimel Amad Beis, Shir number one. We've just got to start at the bottom of Yud Gimel Amad Aleph. The last few words say, My Chashmal. We're discussing the Maisa Merkava of Yechezkel's prophecy. And we mentioned the thing called Chashmal, some part of the vision that he saw. So the Gemara asks, What is this Chashmal? So Amr Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says, and now we're at the top of Yud Gimel Amad Beis. He says, Chayos Eish Mamalalos. He says, The word Chashmal is a contraction of the words Chayos Eish Mamalalos. Chashmal. And that means that the chayos, these, um, these high angels, esh memalolos, speak with fire. When they speak, fire comes out. In a brice it was taught, itim chashos, itim memalolos. So according to the brice, so the word chashmal is made up of the word chashos memalolos. Right? Chashmal. So it says that sometimes itim, they were chashos, they were silent, and itim memalolos, sometimes they spoke. The Bryce explains, When speech was coming from Hashem, then they were silent. But at a time when the speech was not coming from Hashem, then they would speak. Says Yechezkel, that the, these chayos were going back and forth, like the appearance of a thing called bazak. So my rotsoi v'shoi, first of all, what does it mean that they were going back and forth? So Amr Rav Yehuda, ko'or ha like the fire that comes out of the oven door. When a person opens up the oven, the fire escapes quickly and then withdraws. That's what the angels look like going rotsoi v'shoi, back and forth. My kamari ha-bazak, what does it mean that they appear to be like the image or the vision of, of bazak? What does it mean? Amrav Yoisi Bar Chanina, he says, Ka'ora Yoitsimi Benacharosim, like fire that that um, flames out from amongst the shards in a in a fire. And he and I saw and behold a a a, a windstorm was coming from the north. So Anun Godul Vaish Mislakachas, there was a, a great big cloud. And fire was 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 flaming out, and there was a an, a a glare or a, a brilliance that was coming out around it. And inside it there was this chashmal. Uh, so it's from from amidst the fire. So So where did this storm go? The storm that was mentioned. This ruach uh, sa'ara. Where did it go? So Amr Rav Yehuda Amar Rav, Rav Yehuda says in the name of Rav, It says it went with the kingdom of Bavel to conquer the entire world, Tachas Nebuchadnezzar Russia, underneath the rule of Nebuchadnezzar HaRasha. Why? Why did Nebuchadnezzar have so much divine power when he went out to conquer the whole world and with it the Jewish people? So the Gemara explains a very interesting principle, that the nations of the world should not say, that Hashem handed His children over to a lowly um, nation. Instead, Hashem gave us into the hands of a very powerful, strong um, nation, so that even though we were obviously uh, conquered by them, but it would have been even more shameful and embarrassing if it would have been a very weak and uh, ordinary nation. So instead, Hashem gave them the tempest, it gave them a lot of power, and therefore it wasn't so embarrassing when we were conquered by um, Bavl. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mi Gorem Li She'eh Yesh Shamesh La'avoyed Psilim. 
So Hashem says, bemoaning this fact, He said, who caused that I should be the attendant for these, uh, um, these idol worshippers? So to speak, Hashem was, uh, was, was aiding them. He was, so to speak, their servant. So what caused him? So it says, uh, It was the sins of the Jewish people that caused this for me. So because the Jewish people sinned, that's why Hashem had to be, so to speak, the servant of these evil nations, again, so that we would be conquered by a powerful nation as opposed to being conquered by a weak nation. I saw these chayos, these high angels, and behold, there was one oifen, a certain angel, which we'll see, and it was on the earth, by the chayos. Now we know the chayos are very high up, so how could he have been on the earth and at the same time with the chayos? So I'm a Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar explains and he says, He says there was a certain angel that was standing on earth, but he stretched so far, so high up that he reached and he was amongst the chayos. In Ebraisa, it was taught that this angel, this oifen's name is Sandalfoin. He was 500 years higher up than all of his other um, co-angels. And he stood behind the chariot, so to speak. And he was um, fixing and assembling crowns for his creator. Says the Gemara, Ini, is this true? Assuming that, the, that he was with Hashem making crowns, how can this be? But it says, Baruch that the, 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 the honor and the realness of Hashem is experienced only from his place. Now, what does it mean, from his place? From here we can infer that inside Hashem's place, no one can fathom him. We can only, or the angels can only get a certain um, like effect of Hashem's realness from outside of his place. What this is meaning, that Sandalfoin obviously couldn't have been with Hashem, making the crowns and putting it on Hashem's head, so to speak, because we know that the experience of Hashem is only outside of his closest chamber. So, so the answer of this is, the answer is, is that Sandalfoin would say a holy name over this crown that he made. He was not in the same area as Hashem. He was outside. But he would say a holy name on this crown. And it would go by itself and go into the chamber of Hashem and, so to speak, put itself on Hashem's head. So, Amar Rav Everything that Yechezkel saw in all of these deep secret uh, visions, um, Yeshaya Hanavi also saw. So, what is Yechezkel compared to? Like a villager, who saw the king, and that's not a usual experience. And what is Yeshaya Hanavi like? Like a, a town person who saw the king, which is more regular. So because Yirmiyo was, was not used to seeing such amazing things, he went through it more detailed and spoke out with more detail and more clarity exactly what he saw. That's why the descriptions that Yechezkel give are much more clear, whereas Yeshaya, because it was more of an ordinary thing for him to see, he didn't go through it in such detail, and that's why from Yeshaya we don't have so much clarity of these types of holy things in the Maisa Merkava. So Amarish Lakish, what's the explanation of the verse which says Ashila Hashem ki 
I will sing a song to Hashem because he, exalt, he is exalted over the exalted. We say this in Shiras Hayam. So the Gemara explains, Shira Lami Shemizgara Al Hageyim. That it is, it is a song to the one who is exalted over the exalted. Da'oma Mar, because Mar taught us that Melech Shabachayus Ari, that the king of the, the beasts is a lion. Melech Shabachayus, the king of the domesticated animals, is a shor, an ox. Melech Shabachayus, the king of the birds, is a nesher, is an eagle. Va'odom Mizgoya Alehen. And man is exalted over all of these animals. And Hashem is exalted even over man. So therefore when we sing a song to Hashem, it's ki He is exalted even over man who is exalted. And all of those four images are on the Kiseh HaKavad, the throne of Hashem's glory. And Hashem, so to speak, resides above them. And Hashem also is exalted over the entire world. One Pasuk says, uh, one Pasuk says, with regards to these images in the Holy Throne, it says that one of their faces is the face of a man, the other face is a face of a lion, El Hayyamin Arbatan on the right-hand side of, of the four of them, and a face of a ox to the other side on the left, Arbatan of the four of them, etc. And Ukasiv, and another Pasuk says, Arba Ponim It says that there are Four faces. One of them is the face of a karuv, which we'll see in a second. Or pene hasheni, or the Gemara will explain later. And pene hasheni, the second face is pene adam, is the face of a man. Vahashlishi pene aria, the third one is the face of a lion. Vaharavi pene nesher, and the fourth is a nesher. But it doesn't say ve'ilushar the ox loikachoshiv. It doesn't. It didn't uh, count that. It didn't say it. So the one pasuk says that one of the faces on the kisei kovit is a ox is an ox. And now we're saying that no, in fact, it's a karuv, not an ox. So Amar Reish Lakish says, Yechezkel bikeshal of Rachamim, that Yechezkel davened v'hofchoy lekaruv. And it, he transformed the face of the ox on the Kiseh HaKovod to the face of a karuv. Why? Amar Lafonov, he said to Hashem, Reboinu Shalolah, master of the world, katego yaasis anegor, can the prosecutor become a defender? Meaning, the face of the ox, which is symbolic of the sin that we committed at the Chet Ha'egel, the sin of the golden calf, can it be that that face will be right up by you in the Shemaim, by the Kisar covered? So that's why Hashem had mercy, and He transformed the face of the Shor, the ox, to a face of a Kruv. So just to summarize quickly, we said that there was a big angel called the Sandalphone who would make crowns for Hashem and he would utter a holy name and they would go up and, uh, and put themselves on Hashem's head, so to speak. We mentioned that there was, uh, there was a great wind that Yechezkel saw and that wind was Hashem aiding the kingdom of Bavel to conquer the Jewish people as a certain degree of kindness for us that we should rather be enslaved by a or conquered by a powerful nation rather than the shame and embarrassment of being conquered by weak people. We said that uh, there seems to be a discrepancy between one um, detailing of the Kisar Kovid. It mentions a shore, and the other one didn't mention a shore. And we said that Yechezkel asked and davened that the incriminating feature of the ox should be turned into a kruv for our benefit. 
And also we said that the reason why Yechezkel's Nevoah was much more detailed and ex, uh, sort of uh, visual was because he was likened to a villager who was unused to seeing such great things. So that's why he wrote it down in greater detail, whereas Yeshayahu Hanavi, he was more used to it. So his Nevoah is written with less clarity and less detail.